0: a man named Robert Robinson. Like some of you listening, he had a pretty rough beginning. His father died. His mother just couldn't handle him, so she moved him to London. I guess that's where everyone goes. She had these hopes for him to become this amazing barber, but he decided that "Eh, barber wasn't really the path for me. He decided to become a drunk and join a gang. It came time in his life where he went to this fortune teller and got wigged out to the point where he decided to show up at this evangelistic meeting and heard this dude named George Whitefield preaching and, and it shook him to the core to the point of putting his faith in Jesus Christ. Three years later, this man wrote a hymn that many of you may know called Come Thou Fount. I mean, think about that. This average dude wrote a hymn, a song that has been sung across denominational lines. That's encouraging. As we dive into this hymn over these next few weeks, I hope we find encouragement in the way God uses broken people. My name is Ernie.
1: And my name is Stephen, and this is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. And like Ernie said, today and the next couple of weeks, we're going to unpack this hymn, Come Thou Fount. And so the first verse of this hymn says this, Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy, never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of God's redeeming love. So he starts with this request, come thou fount of every blessing. You know, we've sung this song, many of us have sung this song, you know, dozens of times, hundreds of times. And so it's easy sometimes just to sprint through these words, much like we do with some prayers, without really thinking about what they mean. We can get tripped up a little bit by the thee and thou and thy, but let's rephrase this first sentence. He's really saying, hey, God, you are the fountain of every blessing and I need you, so come. It's a direct request to God, come, And he's equating God with the fountain. He's really channeling what Jesus says in John 4 when he's talking to the woman at the well and talking about water from the well. And he says, everyone who drinks of this water from the well will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. So the writer of the hymn, is talking about this fountain that never runs dry. A few phrases later, he uses another water analogy, talking about streams of mercy that are never ceasing. You know, and that echoes the famous verse in Lamentations where the writer says, you know, your mercies are new every morning. So the writer, Robert Robinson here is, he's asking, almost begging God to come, saying, God, you are the fountain of grace. You bring mercy and I need that. So please come close to me.
0: Yeah, that's good. You fountain of every blessing, come. Come close to me. You know, I love that we're even taking time to consider some of the words that are in this hymn because it's easy to sing songs and not really understanding the meaning behind it. And that's partially why we wanted to dive into this over these next few weeks. You know, when the writer communicates about this blessing, he's actually referencing a section of scripture in Ephesians 1 that summarizes many of these spiritual blessings. It's stout. And so let me machine gun you for a second to kind of give a quick overview of some of the blessings that we find in Ephesians 1 by Paul. In Ephesians 1, we we hear that we are blessed to be elected or to be chosen by God. He chose us because he chose us. He chose us because he loved us, not because we were worth getting, but because he loves us. It says that we are blessed with holiness, not so that we can attain holiness, but because he's lavished his holiness upon us and given us his identity. He's blessed us with adoption. He's chosen us and adopted us into his family as his own. And now we are his and he is ours. He's blessed us with redemption. He's taken what's broken, what's fractured, and he's made it new. He's paid for our redemption. He's blessed us with forgiveness. He's erased our sin as far as the east is from the west. Your past and your present now doesn't define you. He's blessed us with an inheritance, a hope, He's blessed us with the Spirit as our seal. See, we are blessed in Christ. So whether you get that promotion or not, we're blessed in Christ. So whether the cards of life have been given to you in the way that you hoped or thought you deserved, you're blessed in Christ. So whether anyone ever knows your name or not, you're blessed and I'm blessed in Christ. See, what's interesting about these blessings is that Paul has these moments of praise that are intermingled throughout this section in Ephesians 1. I'd encourage you to read it later, but in Ephesians 1, as he's writing through this, he'll just randomly say, to the praise of his glorious grace, and he'll go a little longer as he's talking about these blessings, and he'll say, to the praise of his glory or the praise of his glorious grace. Meaning when we understand that the fountain, the giver of blessing, it leads us to worship.
1: Yeah, I love that idea when we understand the fountain of blessing it leads to worship you know it really seems like probably the central idea of this hymn at least of this verse and that second phrase tune my heart to sing your grace man what a cool picture you know tune my heart it's just really beautiful poetic language Uh, he's asking god to reset the focus of his heart you know when i think about tuning i thought about tuning a radio setting it to the right frequency so that it's picking up the right station, you know, getting the right message. But then I realized, wait, this hymn was written like over 140 years before radio was invented. So he wouldn't have been talking about tuning a radio. He would have been talking about and thinking about tuning an instrument. And of course that makes sense because he goes on to say, tune my heart to sing thy grace. So this is a prayer for God to change our heart, to change our focus to his grace and to think of our heart as the instrument of worship. He's calling to mind the blessings of God's grace and mercy because he believes that remembering those blessings will tune his heart to praise and worship. You know, this is different than him saying to himself, all right, heart, let's stay focused. Let's stay in tune. You know, he recognizes that grace is the fuel for his worship, not just his own self-discipline. So the challenge for us as we close out today is to tune our heart, to keep our instrument in tune. You know, when you listen to a really solid musician, you'll often see them tuning their instrument before the show and sometimes even during the show in between songs. And just like the instruments, it's natural for our heart to go out of tune. So we have to call to mind God's grace, his mercy to bring us back in tune. We have to meditate on his blessings. And just like Robert Robinson wrote, We have to stay fixed on God's redeeming love. We'll see you next time.